Good morning. This has been Rogers, and welcome to this week's episode of Trending. I continue to visit with leaders around the Upper Cumberland. Now more than ever, we are relying on good people like my guest today to help us navigate through unusual and difficult times. With me this morning is Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Before we begin, how is your family and everybody around you doing? Uh, my family is good. Uh, you know, uh, my my wife uh, works for Congressman Rose, and and uh, they're all good. They're they're working. They're staying productive. They're trying to help the citizens of the state, obviously, in this area. Uh, my son still lives with us. He's a senior in college, and he is fighting the battle to try to uh, do his schoolwork from home. Uh, you know, we obviously have some broadband issues here in Cumberland County that makes that difficult. Uh, my mother, she's 76 years old. She probably in better shape than most of us, most people listening to this. Right. But, uh, she stays with us, and she's in good health. So uh, my daughter works in health care. She's still in good uh, health as well. So we're doing well. I hope your family is too. We are. We, we're just like everybody else, just trying to navigate and, and adjust. And it's a, a change of lifestyle. It's a change of approach and where you live. And um, It and really is. My wife's self-employed, and she just ain't had a whole lot of um, – uh, business because of everything going on and that's fine we're good lord's blessed us we'll get through it and it's there's no problem there and my parents are doing well and my brother and um everybody's doing well as far as i know but uh your, so your son is a senior in college was he going to graduate this semester no he's got one more semester okay i was going to ask about how he was handling graduation i've got a um, good buddy of mine his daughter's graduating from ut and was supposed to to walk this this uh, next month and of course that's been canceled so uh, he's going to put on a mock graduation for it's kind of kind of cool but it's um uh it's cool it's 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 interesting how they're going to do that but i, I it's a big milestone it is. For, for these younger people and uh for well for anybody of any age graduating and uh it's, it's a tough circumstance for them you know i'm I guess I'm thankful that, uh, you know, where I live, I can get outdoors and have a yard and things like that. Some people may not, and that's tough, but but it, I don't think I realized how much of a social creature I was. I didn't think I was until, you know, your your social activity is so curtailed, but it's it's been difficult for with people with physical and mental health, you know, during this time, and hopefully the uh, we can see the end coming. Well, I know, and you and your wife hike a lot. I mean, I've, I've talked with you and her, and got to hang out with y'all some through meetings and stuff. And y'all, y'all hike a lot. Has that changed any? Well, we'll see. Uh, well, it has obviously some. Yeah, uh, it's it's getting into good hiking weather now. We have a uh, hiking marathon here in Cumberland County in the month of September. So hopefully, that's going to still be able to go on. And they have so many. We've got so many trails here that. They, you know, they'll get six or seven or eight, nine, whatever it takes to come up with a, a marathon and give you the month of September to do it. And boy, it's a great way to see the area. Good, well, a beautiful county. You, you know what I think about Cumming County? I love it. So, so beautiful. There's so many places I haven't been, and you and I are going to go when we get time and stuff with the the ho- uh, highway superintendent. But it's beautiful, a great spot on the interstate. Y'all always have a lot going on. This has obviously changed that. So, how are things in Cumming County going? You know. uh it's tough, you know. I've been extremely impressed with how the people have responded here. You know, that they they have tried to follow the the rules, generally speaking. But you know, even with things like you know, we've had groups that have come together to make cloth masks. They've made thousands of them, so that when when that came out as a suggested suggestion from the CDC, people got together and. 
they made these masks and they've helped distribute them to healthcare workers and to the general public and just anybody that needs them. Uh, early on, you know, I talked to my EMA, my emergency management director, because I, I could see the you know people are going to have needs, and we have a lot of volunteers and people that are working hard in Cumberland County. But how do we get those two resources to get you know those two together? And so uh, we uh, work together to uh, get a, a network of our local volunteer organizations, churches, nonprofits, the Rescue Squad, and all those things sure. to to help people. You know, and, and we uh, activated our VOAD, was it Volunteer Organizations Assisting in Disaster? Right. We have one of those through our Good Samaritans organization. They're, they can they're providing food and money for rent and utilities and. They can even coordinate deliveries and things if we need that. Uh, it's just it's been awesome in some way. You know, it's a, it's a trying time, but in other ways, it's exciting to see that the uh, volunteer stake that spirits is alive and well right here in Cumberland County too. I'm I'm overall really impressed with how our communities responded. That's good. And of course, you're still you know you're in your first term, and and but as we spoke last time you were on. Um, you know, you were obviously experienced in, in county government and, and being on the school board and being a commissioner and stuff. So that it, it's not like you didn't know how to address or handle this stuff. But it's still it's hard to it's hard to take on first term in. You're you're trying to move the county forward, trying to make it a better place to live. the The whole idea of being a public servant is to make the the lives and, and the well being of your citizens better or safer. That's right. And yeah. this is kind of put. Uh, a, a hold on that and, and you're focusing on making sure they're safe but moving other things forward may take a maybe paused for a little bit of time uh and that's something you can you got to get through and all counties are getting through it. it it's just it's not just up a Cumberland; it's all over the state you and i spoke a lot early on back in march uh when all this come out you know and it, when it first come out everybody's like well it, it won't come here I mean, it's it's staying in seattle or stay in new york but that's trickled down everywhere and and you and I spoke because we didn't, me as your consultant and you as a mayor, we didn't know exactly where to go. And we hadn't been given really good, solid information to build on at that time. TCA, the Tennessee Code Annotated, addressed certain things, but it, it, that was in there for like natural disasters, like a tornado right. or, or a fire. You know, you have authority as county mayor to evacuate unincorporated areas in those instances. This is a pandemic. I don't know if it's a natural disaster or not, but it's a pandemic. Nothing in the code addresses anything like this. So I know you were getting asked a ton of questions by citizens. My other county mayors were getting asked a ton of questions. I talked to every one of my county mayors, 13 of them, talking about, you know, this is what we know. This is what we know you can do. This is the authority you have. And unfortunately, we didn't know what authority exactly you did have. Obviously, things have progressed since then with the governor's executive orders, him issuing the stay at home. And that's something everybody kind of, a lot of people wanted him to do and not not leave it up to the county mayors. And really, Unincorporated areas is where you're focused at. You can't control the corporate incorporated areas. Uh, that right. would fall in the city administration. So I think a lot of questions come to you and other mayors about that. So many laws have been altered through this to accommodate trying to continue county government. Um, one of the biggest things they've altered was the allowing county commissions to meet electronically. And that was never even considered before, I don't think, as long as I've been here, maybe even the past, where – a county commissioner could vote electronically. I know it's been asked. I get asked every year, can a county right. commission attend a meeting on vacation from their phone? Well, no, the law don't allow that. It says that to be present. Well, that's changed now. Now, right. I don't know how long that will be in effect. I don't know if that will stay in forever, if it goes away after this. 
but have y'all met electronically the county commission in Cumberland County? We have. Uh, we've had one county commission meeting. It was uh, Monday. It was earlier this week, and we we've just got a conference call line. That's all we've got. Uh, our school system has an entire technology department. You know, uh, the city has a technology department of a couple people. Uh, so they they're a little more advanced in technology than the county is. Uh, our detect, our technology department consists of me. <laughs> so right. so the best we we got a a, a conference call donated to us a line uh, by Ben Loman, okay. a local operator here. And you know I tried to see if there was a way of streaming the meetings. There wasn't. So what we did was uh, I recorded that, and honestly, within five minutes of the of me adjourning the meeting as the as the elected chairman of the commission, uh, I had that online for people to hear. If anybody wants to hear it, they can hear it right now. We obviously don't like to, I don't, and I don't think most of the commissioners either, we don't like to do business that way. It's it's my preference that we always operate right out in front of people. I like the opportunity for people to ask questions. When I first got on the county commission many years ago, I noticed that our public comments were at the end of the agenda and how we do that is set by the county rules, you know, for the commission. And one of the first things I requested is let's move that up front because if people are here to talk, they don't want to talk after you voted. They want to talk about the issue before you vote. Right. So that kind of thing is important to me. And we did, we definitely did uh, have to meet electronically. And I don't know if we will again. We'll see. Uh, be I'll be glad to be able to meet safely in public again. But it's got to be safe. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's got to be safe, and we won't really know to that that time is upon us that we for sure know that's allowable, and or we even feel comfortable doing it. Uh, we we in Putnam County have met twice that way, and uh, through we had a conference call donated through to us through our local cooperative telephone cooperative Twin Lakes, and it worked. It's worked pretty well. the The struggle we had just uh, this past Monday was. We had a little bit more of a, of a bigger agenda this month than last month. Last last month it was our first run, so we were trying to make our agenda as short as possible just to see how this works and see if we're going to be efficient with the few item agenda items we had. So we had more this month, and uh, it was a little bit of struggle. Everybody, some people wanted to have discussions. Some didn't maybe say anything because they didn't want to talk over somebody else and, and all that. So uh, actually probably talk a little bit more about those meetings when we come back because that's such an important thing for the public to know that, County commissions are continuing to try to move forward and meet. Uh, we're going to close our first segment here. Uh, this has been Rogers with Trending, uh, and my guest is Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. When we return, we'll continue to talk with the mayor about the commission meetings and, and what maybe is, is ahead for commission, county commissions and how we're going to operate. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers. My guest is Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. Uh, this is the second time I've had Mayor Foster on. Great guest and very knowledgeable about county government. And we joked last time, Mayor, that we were together on the radio show. We could probably talk for another two hours because you and I are nerds in county government. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Easy. Yeah, I mean, we just we just love talking about it. And, you know, we probably get made fun of, but that's okay. Um, yeah, that's okay. We don't, I don't mind. So we're talking about I've been made fun of for worse, probably. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> um, we were talking about how Cumberland County, you've had one commission meeting electronically, and you did it through a conference call, and and we did the same in Putnam. We've had two, and you know, I got questions about how are you going to live stream it? Well, we did it through a website. Uh, so our our meetings are live streamed through a website anyway. Except this diff- the difference this time we didn't have video, we just had audio. And then, like you said, uh, we we made ours available after the meeting. Our IT department did, and they were great. 
so right. they, and they put it online so people could listen. And that was the, one of the requirements of, of the executive order was you had had to be available within 48 hours after the meeting was over with to yeah. fall under Open yep. Meetings Act. And it should be. It should be. Yeah, it should. Um, some, And I'm, I'm kind of glad the executive order did not require counties to make it live at the time or accessible uh, during the live meeting because some don't have that capability. Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, I, I could have, I don't know, there – we gave it the best effort, but I just don't have it right there. And and the other thing is, is like I said, you know, I don't know if, the, if your county has a technology department, but we don't here in Cumberland County. So if you had a technology department, you probably could have had somebody that scrambled around, if that's what they do, to figure it out. But you can, I mean, you know, the time constraints during this pandemic on the mayors, it's it's been incredible, so you know we just didn't didn't have time to get that done. Yeah, we and we do have an IT department. We I think we have five people there now, but and we're blessed to have that. They they work everywhere in the county, and they're great. They do a good job, uh, and they helped us out on this. But there's still some when you, when you get into something new like that, there's still some technical difficulties. And and the other night we handled it as as well as we could. And like I said before, there were a couple of commissioners that we actually had committee meetings before the commission meeting so we always have two standing committee meetings every month well we decided to do all in one night and um so during the committee meetings we had a commissioner that wanted to to discuss something and didn't realize the vote was over discussion was over from the chairman of the committee and and it wasn't a big deal but you know that was one of the things that you even uh, absolutely can take care of live i mean you live you know somebody wants to speak they raise their hand they're doing something Yep, exactly. Electronically, you don't know. So we all agree, I think, when this gets back to to normal, that meeting in person is ideal. Did y'all do oh, yeah. any committee meetings um, this during this we time? We did not. Uh, there, there. You know, we always have a budget committee meeting every month, and we always have uh, building and grounds every month. And then it just the other committees meet as needed. Some of them more often than not. Uh, the thankfully, we just had a. We had a we were able to postpone building the grounds, and there were only a few things that the budget committee needed to do, and it was the consensus that we that just got we decided to send it straight through through to the full commission because they were very non controversial easy things, so we didn't have committee meetings. Now I have used the conference line a lot, <laughs> right? A lot. It's used it's used some days four or five times a day, right? And so. Uh, it has been used a lot. You know how it is with things like that, though. You somebody's on speakerphone and you start getting that reverb and things like that, and that's there's just inherent issues with it that that does not make it ideal. Have meetings with the and I haven't asked anybody but you this and and like UCHRA and UCDD. Have y'all had a meeting with that or those organizations yet, or are y'all still waiting? We have not. But okay. If we get into something like that, I know they have people that can work on that technology, so hopefully that'll be easy. I mean, I don't even have, like with my computer here in my office, I don't even have a video camera. I looked at trying to buy one early on, you know, one of those little $20, $30 things, but, you know, there's been a run on those. You can't hardly buy one right now. So So you've not been involved with Zoom meetings in your office? I have, but just uh, audio. Audio, okay. And people, you know, uh, it's probably good. With the salons and everything being closed, uh, last week I've had to wear a baseball hat 
to, to the office. I said, all this time and I, all the different jobs and, and things I've had, the last one I would think where I were wearing a cap to work would be the mayor. But I think this is the longest my hair has been in 30 years. Um, yeah. And my sister-in-laws, both of them, and, and, and my wife's uncle, they all cut hair. I just haven't been down to Nashville to go in their, in their house to do it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this it, longest it's been. That's funny. So my wife, we've I've had so many Zoom meetings every day since this has happened. She now says I work for Zoom. Like she <laughs> will come through the house and see me on a Zoom meeting. She's like, I thought you worked for UT, not Zoom. And basically, that's the way I feel. So I'm a Zoom expert now. But um, <laughs> as long as Cumberland County is is doing, you know, everything, and these counties are doing everything they can to to meet and, and conduct business. Was your agenda? Um, was it less this past time? Than you normally it would was. Been. It was. We we did make a couple of changes to our policy, the personnel policy, uh, that would let pe- that would allow people to uh, work from home. We just didn't have a provision in there, and some administrative things about adjusting hours. You know, just a couple of things that, honestly, you know, it's more for audit purposes or anything. It's things that we. I'll be honest, it's things we were doing already, but we just needed to make sure that there was an allowance for it in the personnel policy. So it was very, you know, quick and easy. Uh, the agenda items were, it was, it was, I think we were 30 minutes maybe with our meeting and it would have been even quicker in person, but you know, it's everything had to be a roll call vote just so you can make sure who, you know, how everyone votes, uh, and you know, just getting used to announcing who you are before you spoke. I I know the commissioner's voices at this point. So if one of them forgot, I'd say, "Is this commissioner so and so?" So yeah, sorry. You know, it, it did slow it down a little bit from what it would have been with such a slender agenda. Now, did you have the county clerk beside you? Was Jewel with you during the meeting? Or he was, he was, I believe, in the courthouse. But him and uh, the lady that works for him that does the minutes and everything. They were down in his office. Okay, so, so they they were were, we weren't in the same office. I got you. I, I had my county clerk near me, so it was just easier that I could say so and so made the motion and and he recorded right. it. Um, yeah. So the, you've you had no committees. You've had one commission meeting. We don't know what's going to happen this next month. We you know we're hoping in Putnam County that we can actually meet in person, but we don't we don't know that for sure. Um, what how are how's everything? Well, let me before I get to that, I want I did want to ask you one question. You had said earlier your normal meetings allow for public conversation or, or, or allow somebody from the public to speak. What what's your rules procedures on that? Do you have a time limit? You do you limit the number we to do. speak? How do you do that? We we try not to limit the number to speak. I mean, this is you know we're here for the public. You know we're we're here at their at their discretion, and so we try to get let the public speak, even if it's a large group. Uh, we we ask them to say their name and address so we know who they are, and then they have three minutes, and I, I get my phone open. I put my timer app open, and I set it on three minutes, and I'll give them a warning, but I do cut them off at three minutes just because that's the rule that the commission has set, and I'm going to follow those rules, you know. So uh, they get three minutes, and we'll let them talk as, you know, as, as many people, even if it's about the same issue. Uh, you know, we've had some interesting uh, refugee debates and and uh, Second Amendment things going on, and you know we, I let every last person speak that wanted to speak before the voting went on. That's just how I feel we should do it. Sure, and I, some counties do, and some counties don't. It's the, not required in law to allow public conversation. Uh, it's only right. required to have public access to the meeting. But some counties yep. 
we'll, we'll handle it differently. We, we handle it differently than that. We, we ask them to come to us before the meeting and, and make sure they let us know they want to speak. And at the end of the meeting, um, or if there's a, they want to speak on a certain motion, uh, we'll recognize them, but we just ask them to let us know. So I think either way is great. I just, as long yeah. as you're including them is, is great. So how are the operations going with the county offices and all the departments functioning and how's that working so far through this? Well, it's been difficult. You know, I, I got a few other county mayors that I talk with regularly, and, and we were talking not long ago about how a, a difficult decision it was at the time to to determine how we're going to change operations because, you know, you want the public to have access to your buildings. You want them in here to conduct public business because it's about them. You know, it's all about them. It's not about us. And so we had to decide at one point, we kind of stair-stepped it down. I think we had our commission meeting a few nights before. Uh, it was right when everything was being cut down to the number of people that you could have, and it had gone from like 250 to 50 to 10 in a matter of a couple of days for public gatherings. And we had our mission commission meeting that night. It kind of changed on us, and we still had it. But by the end of that week, we had gone to uh, appointment only. Right. And we actually kind of did that by move fun- in, in this building. We funneled them to one door, and the our clerk, Jewel, great guy, he he, vol- he stepped up and volunteered one of his people to just, as they were showing up, to let only the person in, not a bunch of family members, to go and conduct business. We kind of controlled access to it that way, and we stair-stepped it down to where we got, the, when the public was knew what was going on, we did, went to appointment only, and now it's basically you're calling in, and they're telling you how you conduct business by, by mail, by phone, by email, internet, et cetera. So we're, we're fairly locked down right now to public access. We, we can do things with tags. I, I joked, uh, and it's true, I renewed my tags online, I want to say, on a Thursday or Friday night, even though the clerk's office is just down from me right. in the same building, and I had my renewal. I had it Monday. So, I mean, it's extremely fast. And, you know, we're just, everybody is working together. That's the main thing. It would be difficult if you had one person kind of trying to, to fight it or hold it out, but all of our elected officials are getting along great and they're cooperating. And we, we talk weekly at least. I, have, I use the conference line to, to have all the countywide elected officials at least once a week. The same with my department staff, too. Well, at least once a week as a group, we talk to discuss everything. I was going to ask you, and you answered everything just now, so that was great about how people are paying, or you know, and, and everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we're going to when we come back, we're going to get into some budget stuff, revenue stuff. Right. I know you and I are no stranger to that, so talk about yep. that and kind of what your thoughts are on that. This is trending, and Ben Rogers as your host. My guest is coming, County Mayor Alan Foster. We'll return in just a moment. Welcome back to trending. This is Ben Rogers, and my guest is Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster, discussing how things are going in Cumberland County and operations. You had mentioned kind of what was going on with the courthouse, Mayor. Is everything operating the same over at the Justice Center, what's by appointment only, or are they telling them the same as, you know, conduct business through email, uh, over the phone, through the Internet? Is it, still, is it the same at the Justice Center for the clerk and master and circuit court clerk? It's, it's similar. It's very similar over there. Uh, they have uh, – I'll, I'll call it a luxury. They're lucky that they, they have a, a deputy that works over there that limits because our – our, our court system and like you know the offices you said and the and the sheriff's department the jail are in one 
building, but it's separated, uh, and they have a, a deputy that can help them limit people that come in to uh, re- redirect them, help them get an appointment. But right now, most things are purely online by mail, email, phone, etc. Okay. Good deal. You, you've been really good about being transparent and communicating to the county and the community through your newsletter. And I signed up to it probably a day or two after you started it. It's really good information. I'll read it just to kind of know what's going on in Cumberland County. How can people access your newsletter? The, the newsletter is really, you know, it's more my, my thoughts on what's going on in our community. And I actually started that newsletter in 2002, Ben. Oh wow! Way back, yeah, I started that uh, a long time ago. Just as my uh, when I started my service in local government with school board and through the commission, and as the mayor, and I've got my own website as well, and it's allenfoster.net, dot net a l l e n f o s t e r dot net, and and people can sign up for it there. It's it's basically my musings about a lot of things right now. It's obviously about uh, the pandemic. Uh, I do it at least monthly for uh, what what happened and my thoughts on the county commission meetings, but it's just a way that I can put my ideas and what I'm thinking about, you know, just generally in our community, you know, what what's going on. So it's it's uh, we have a lot of subscribers and uh, it's a good way of getting information out. I'm very active on social media too, but it's more you know my it's still my personal thoughts and my individual stuff on that as well. And and one of the things I think you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, do your part and stay apart. Is that? Yeah, that was part of one of the things that the governor put out. Yep. You know, that was their thing. Do your part, stay apart. And, you know, the, with the social distancing, you know, we're about to open up, it looks like, with the governor here. But we're we're going to be with social distancing for a while. And it was do your part, stay apart. I've been able to uh, say I've done videos and Facebook and uh, radio PSAs, billboards, uh, I guess probably newspaper, you know, you name it. I've tried to hit every media so, to get the word out. We even did a, a reverse 911 call to to let people know what's going on because people get their sources of news in all different kinds of ways, and I've tried to, to put it out there in every way possible. That's good. It's always good to communicate. One of the things I uh, was going to mention, too, and I'm probably putting you on the spot, so forgive me, so part of the essential services the governor put out, there's so many things and so many things that are non-essential, but one of them was anything outside related. And of course the parks closed, state parks did close, mm-hmm. but anything you can do to be outside and, and stay healthy or active, it was essential. One of those right. were golf courses. Uh, a lot of golf courses have stayed open, but when I called to make a tea time of the, of the day in Cumberland County, there, yeah. there's, I think there might be one golf course open. So yeah, uh, the ones in Fairfield, you know, we've got I don't, the oldest population percentage, you know, of seniors in the state, and a lot of those golf courses are out in Fairfield Glade, and their board just made the decision they're going to try to protect their their population out there, and they closed it. Uh, you know, a lot of tough decisions to be made right sure. now, but that's one of the ones they made. Our actually, and I, as a county, we have two parks. It, our, our primary one is our Ovid Park. It's in the city of Crossville, but it's county-owned. It's it's a really beautiful park. Got a great trail on it. And ours is closed right now, but it, it just was coincidental. You know, we had straight-line winds come through a few weeks ago, that, and it took out. I want to say we ended up having to clean up 80 trees out of there. Oh, wow. And 
we're we're trying to get the last bit of it done so that we can open back up tomorrow, hopefully. But okay. when, when that work is done, we're going to open the park back up. Okay, good deal. At least the hiking trail park. Yeah, and I just and I know courses in Putnam County, golf courses in Putnam County are experiencing more business than they ever have. It's it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. But I I'm, I will be back up to Crossville to play. Don't worry. Um, hey, we we more than happy to have you. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful courses. So yeah. let's talk about revenue and and budgets. And and you and I both were, were obsessed with budgets and and how revenue forecasts go and and expense, expenditure forecast. What what do you feel is going to take um, a big hit as far as revenue goes in Covering County? Sales tax. Sales tax. The yeah. fee offices are going to take a hit too. Uh, I think most of that will come back. You know, a lot of those fees were pushed down the road so that people wouldn't have to come in. So I think that's – but the big thing here revenue-wise is going to be our sales tax. Property taxes were basically paid by the time this uh, sure. pandemic hit. And, you know, that's the large the large source of revenue. But our sales tax, you know, and our hotel motel tax, that's going to be down, obviously, uh, and, it's good. and we've had a lot of, you know, what do you need from the state or federal government? Well, as far as funding goes, we've not had massive expenditure increases due to this. There's some, but it's not been anything that we couldn't handle so far, knock on wood. Right. The problem is, and I've tried to tell everyone, the problem is the, our lost revenue that's going to come from this. Sure. And it's, we're just like a business as, as far as that goes. You know, if if the businesses aren't producing, then the the county's revenue is going to falter too. But uh, there's not been anything that would replace revenue yet that I've seen for the county governments. Uh, and like I say, the expenditures are just they're not as bad as as what the lost revenue is going to be. Well, and before COVID nineteen hit. You know, the legislature approved so much money for each county to use towards capital projects. Yeah. One of the things, a few of my mayors, one of the things a few of my mayors had a conversation yesterday, some of the, in these smaller counties too, because Cumberland and Cumberland, Putnam and, and Warren are my three biggest counties uh, in the mm-hmm. county I work with. But this come from a smaller county, and this mayor said, I, you know, we would love if, if the legislature would allow us to use that money, they were going to go ahead and give it to us anyway. For to make up for our shortfalls in in revenue, yeah. and I yeah. think the legislature will probably consider that when they reconvene in June and, and to try to help county governments out because that money was going to be earmarked for capital projects, and we all know in Covington County and everywhere else, capital projects are needed to continue yeah. services and infrastructure for your people. But if you're having a big shortfall or a big loss in revenue because of COVID nineteen, it, it might be worth considering to make up the shortfall. Um, so sales tax for sure, hotel motel tax. You, as you said, property tax has been paid. But what do you think about next year? Do you think property tax will be there'll be less people paying because they they may be behind on other things they've had to pay starting in March? Do you think that'll take a hit? Uh, it's likely we've had they've had discussions with the finance director here about should we change uh, the the percentage that we believe will be delinquent, you know, to make a real. Well, as of right now, and I think it's a little optimistic personally, but we're going to do basically what the state did with and uh, go with projecting the same revenue next year as this year, and we're doing we're we're asking everybody to, to give us a no growth budget right. moving forward, and 
you know, we may meet and reconvene going into the future. But uh, I've kind of, some of the mayors in the Upper Cumberland, we have started talking very frequently uh, via conference call, uh, Upper Cumberland County Mayors. And that's one of the things I've used my conference line for. We get together and we talk, and that was one of the things that I've talked about with them was, you know, the counties know better what we need to spend our money on than the state. That's not a nautic at the state. You know, the state knows better what the state needs to spend the money on than the feds do with the money. So if we releasing that, giving us more freedom with that, normally I would say you should never offset recurring expenses with non-recurring money. It's just bad fiscally. But my hope and prayer is that this blip in the economy can go away and at least, and if it doesn't, at least we could prepare for it. But if we could use the money that's coming directly to the counties and in those grants the way we see fit for this one year, it would it would help a lot with you know with preparation for next because you know this was something a month and a half ago we were in the best times ever, right? Financially, right. I mean we were we were in the best times that we've ever had as a country or close to it, and just. In the blink of an eye, it's gone. Yep, it is. Uh, and you know, I don't. And when I talk about these financial things, I don't want people to think that I'm minimizing anyone's health, physical or mental health. I'm not. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of aspects to this issue, and the finances are one of them. And but, I, you know, I will do want everybody to know that always first and foremost, you know, is the is the health. Sure. Yeah. Health first. So I'm glad you kind of ended with that on this segment because I'm going to get into something else on um, as far as revenue goes and maybe shortfalls and, and the comptroller, where the comptroller comes in at that when we return. This has been Rogers. This is Trending, and my guest is Alan Foster, coming County Mayor. We have one more segment with him. It's already flown by. We could probably do three or four, but we're going to stop with one more segment uh, when we return. Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers. And I am visiting with Alan Foster, Cumming County Mayor. We've been discussing everything related to COVID-19 and how it's affecting Cumming County. One of the things I wanted to ask you, uh, Comptroller's Office sent out some information uh, this week and last week about budgetary reminders and you know how counties need to be looking at revenue. And um, they, they're trying to give guidance, but it's not been specific yet because I think they just don't know where to go with it. So I'm not being critical. But one of the things they did say, you know, through statute, through TCA, counties have to buy by maintenance of effort. There are six areas in county government that have maintenance of effort. The biggest one is obviously education. Education, uh, their maintenance of effort, they have to be the same amount of money locally, local taxes, has to be budgeted this next fiscal year as it was this fiscal year or last fiscal year to this fiscal year. So it's a budget to budget uh, mandate. We have asked the comptroller's office, my agency about any changes in that. Are they going to give an exception because of everything? Cause a sales tax, especially is going to be so low. They've not given us any guidance because the legislature hasn't made a decision. They're thinking, you know, if your sales tax is going to be lower this year um, in Cumberland County, and if you decide to budget, lower amounts next year, especially the schools, then you're violating maintenance of effort because you didn't budget the same amount of money as you did last year for local for local taxes, unless you make it up somewhere else. Right. They're saying, well, you might want to make it up with increasing property taxes. Personally, 
I don't know of any county that wants to raise property taxes right now, based on everything. But you know, the, yeah, the jobs numbers I saw right before I came into work this morning. Uh, well, I believe it was another. Was it two point four? The four point four two. Another four point four two. I believe it was a million people lost their jobs in the U.S. this year. We're way over twenty million in job losses in, in the last what month? Sure. Uh, so. <laughs> You know that that's a that's a tough thing right there. You're talk, that we're talking about, mm-hmm. but this is one of the plays that I don't want to say we're lucky. This is where strong conservative budgeting here in Cumberland County is should be helpful. You know, we we've tried to pay attention to our reserves, and we've tried to uh, be prudent, be be conservative with the people's money. And when we, you know, I I, I believe that the last thing that the commission here would want to do right now would be to raise property taxes. There's other things that we could do before that and uh, to take care of those needs. I agree. Uh, I agree. And, and what, something interesting, I don't. You, you've been talking to the Upper Cumberland County mayors, so you may have heard this too, but one of my mayors yesterday told me that, you know, they didn't, and this is a smaller county, so a lot smaller than Cumberland and Putnam, but they didn't think their sales tax would take a big hit because, you know, they don't bring in a whole lot of sales tax revenue anyway. Right. And he said, matter of fact, it may go up a little bit because back in the recession, um, for those small rural counties, their sales tax increased because people were staying in the county and buying everything. Then yeah. you have a factor in that where last year the legislature changed the law for the Internet sales sales tax exactly. revenue. And so yep. – he the smaller counties like that are benefiting because people are at home buying on the internet. Well, now it's located; it's based on location of shipping. So if yes. I live out in the county and I buy something on the internet, then that sales tax is going to be allocated to the county instead of the city. So yeah. that's and they a also positive. add the third party the the third party marketplace uh, tax in there this year too. So those you know if you see you you're buying something from Amazon, but it's really a third party. Right. Uh, that that wasn't taxed before. That's got added in this law. I can't remember what month that starts being collected. But you know, there are some offsets to that that uh, that could help. Even in, in Cumberland County, you know, uh, a large a lot of the big box stores are extremely busy. I mean, they're you know grocery stores and and uh, you know like Lowe's. It's been very busy. Things like that. And Amazon is evidently as busy as they've ever been, and so uh, you know the the optimistic look is that that helps offset the other losses uh, for the county. I don't know, you know, it's just one of those things we'll see, and and it's basically a two month lagging indicator. You know that when your sales tax comes in is usually is really about almost two months prior to for on the report you get. So. We won't know that until May, really, to see how right. how it's affecting that. That's right. And so you you were talking uh, last segment that the most counties have been advised right now to kind of budget the same as last year on revenue. Comptroller's office is kind of saying the same thing. What my approach has been with my thirteen counties, if they're asking me, and, and several have, is is it's, it's county by county basis. You know. Feel you know, get in, get in there and see what you got. And, and you like you said, you really won't know a lot till May and June. But be comfortable with what you budget. You don't want to over budget revenue. Yeah, uh, right. And so these, you know, these small rural counties may not be affected on sales tax as much, but I think they'll be affected more on property tax next year 
because some of them are without jobs and they won't be able to pay their property taxes on time. I mean, let's be honest. If I have to have to make a decision between feeding my family or paying my property taxes, I'm going to feed my family. Absolutely, and that's the choice you should make. Yes. So I think the delinquent rate or variance rate, as they call it, will be higher for most counties because of that. Um, may not be. I hope it ain't, but that's my that's another budgeting item. Have you seen expenses anywhere in the county go up over the last month or so? Our expenses, you know, when this first happened, I talked to all my departments. You know, I've got 11 or 12 that report to me. And uh, I said, I told them all, I said, with the exception of anything for health and safety, if it's not needed, don't spend it right now. Right. If you can hold off on it, wait. And I've talked to a finance director, and, and the, the they've all been, he said, everybody's been complying. They've not been spending on normal things and that, that would have been needed. So uh, I think that will help, too. You know, that will help offset some of the revenue losses. And, you know, everybody here has just really worked well as a team. That's good. I think most counties are. I, I haven't had a call from a mayor or any other official saying so-and-so is hard to get along with. They're refusing to I mean, Even our EMS revenue is really good right now. Well, and I was going to ask you, have EMS, have ambulance service calls increased, decreased? How has that affected Cumberland County? It had gone down some. I haven't talked to my EMA director or EMS director in a couple of days about it, but the the runs were down some. Uh, we've, I mean, we've had a good budget year with our from from the, from the we've done a lot to improve our response times, and at the same time, we've done a lot to with our revenue. Our revenue is up. Uh, we should meet our revenue goals fairly easy for this year. Uh, we'll see even if the runs go down, but our our runs had been very high before. Right. I think in Putnam they were down, but now they're picking back up according to, to Mary yeah. Porter and EMS Director Tommy Copeland. Um, so expenses are, you know, you're trying to be conservative on expenses. We kind of know, we, well, we don't know for sure what revenue is going to be. It's right now it's a guessing game. Are you're, When do you normally pass a budget in Cumberland County? We normally pass it late. We will pass it uh, end of July, 1st of August. And what we have habitually done is waited until our final numbers come in. And that way we can see what's in the fund balance. And then we know how we can spend that fund balance money on one-time capital expenditures. Yeah. And that's actually, I know, you know, we do. We used to have to do a continuing budget. The state changed that. You're just automatically on one at this point mm-hmm. if you don't pass. But but we we wait. We're we're later than normal, about a month or so uh, later. And it really actually helps us to make some better financial decisions. I don't think we'll wait that late this year because we, you know, and conceptually we know, generally speaking, what we want to do with this year. So, but normally we're like last of july first week of august yeah and and so the 13 counties i have i only have one county the last few years that have passed the budget before june 30th and actually the law says you're, you should pass it but they also say you can do a continuing budget and that county's been picket county other my other counties are just like you we're going to wait till the money comes in until we close the year i should say where did we finish that in fund balance for the year and then we're going to pass a budget a month later roughly to know what we have in fund balance. And that was an argument, I shouldn't say argument, 
That was a discussion that I had with the comptroller's office a couple weeks ago as well. They're trying to hold on and encourage counties to pass it June 30th. I said, this year, there's no way. There's no way you can enforce that. There's just too much going on. There's too many variables out there we don't know. And I said, let these counties get year in close to see where they're at financially in their fund balance and see what money they need and go from there. And so I think we agree to disagree on that with the comptroller's office, but that's okay. They do a great job, uh, but our budget approach is different. So anyway, Mayor, thank you so much. Um, anything else you want to throw out? We got about 30 seconds left. And any announcements or anything you, you got for us or, no, I just like to say, you know, the way the people have come together, you know, we're, everybody's adapted to different things from, you know, creative ways to worship and just different ways to so- show solidarity. Uh, Common County is a strong community. We're going to get through this together. And as I get more information from the government, from the governor, uh, you will have it from me. So. Well, I appreciate We're just that. In that. Hurry up and wait. Yeah, you you do a great job. Your county's great. If you ever need anything, let me know. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being on. Uh, you've been listening to Trending. This morning's episode is with Cumberland County Mayor Alan Foster. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. We well, hope you all have a good weekend.